It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Eddie says we're good, we're good. We got to go, go. What's up, uh, Al? How you doing? Oh, hi there, Jerry. This morning on my uh, ride in, I listened to a podcast called Plain English. I've referenced it a few times. I think it's on the Bill Simmons Podcasting Network, whatever that thing's called. Okay. What is the Bill Simmons Podcasting Network called? Don't listen to it. I don't know. Yeah, he's got some sort of like group of podcasts. Anyway, this is a non-sports one that they have. But they were talking about uh, college and going to college and... This hits home for me right now. Yeah, it was really all about how how it's changed over the years mm-hmm. as to going to college, uh, the difference between how much money you make if you went to college, mm-hmm. and why more people are not going to college. Right, and it which was, is becoming a trend. Uh, yeah, it really is becoming a trend. And they had a he and his uh, guest who's written a, multiple books about college and going to college and all that stuff. Just the like the percentage of people, like the reasons why people aren't going to college mm-hmm. now, um, and we've it, talked about some of them here. But you, there was like a, a thing, like up until like the the nineteen and through the nineteen eighties. Well, I guess like prior to the nineteen eighties, it was really like better families that were better off that were going mm-hmm. to college. So then they always looked at, well, if you went to college, you earned this much more money than somebody else, and. Then they said after they introduced the GI Bill, when people who went into the military, or you could pay for college by going into right. the military, that's when they started getting a lot more people going to college. Uh, but just that idea of of having a college degree versus a just a high school degree, there used to be a big difference in pay. And there's not anymore. And there's not anymore. No, and the people that go to college, most of them end up with horrendous bills. Right. So that's what that was one of the things they were talking about mm-hmm. is the amount of money it is now to go to college where it wasn't even like when when I was going it to It wasn't crazy. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. Like when I went to Kane College in 1988, 89, state school. State school. But I I really think it was like $2000 a semester. Might have been less than that a semester. Really? Yeah, because I know when I went to I went to Jersey City State, but my wife went to Kane, and we were yeah. we were almost ten years after you, like eight years after you. I want to say tuition was in the eighteen hundred a semester, really, because I think it was under four thousand dollars for the year. I'm almost certain of that. Yeah, that is because I think that's what mine cost. Yeah. Now I started somewhere else, and it was a lot more money. I ended up at Jersey City State, which was I remember my dad saying this is like nothing, comparatively speaking, to where I was going. Um the, I don't know what it would have been like if you if you had a a kid that wanted to go to the University of Wisconsin in 1988. I don't know what it would have cost, but I would tell you right now, if someone from out of state wants to go to the University of Wisconsin, that's probably fifty grand a year. No, yeah, I would say so. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna check that right now because I think I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, my sister who has. Uh, one kid in college now and another soon to go to college. The one thing she will absolutely not do is send her kid to a state school out of state. Yeah. It's, she it's, said, you're not going to, if you want to go to a, like a private college out of state, but to go to a state school out of state and the, the kid that your roommates with paid like a quarter of what you you're paying because they live in the state. That doesn't. That just seems crazy. To do. So what I'm seeing is for out of state, if you want to go to the University of Wisconsin Madison, and I just picked that one out of the air, the tuition is forty thousand dollars, and then it looks like an additional twelve five, I guess for living expenses. I suppose. Yeah. I'm trying to see here. Probably. probably That's twenty twenty three. 
Probably for living on campus. Uh, yeah, 22, 23, so I'm sure it's a little more this year. You're looking at, when all is said and done, you're looking at north of 50000 a year. $50,000, which is after tax money is like making 85000 a year. Then one of the other things they brought up, they looked at like um, conservative versus liberal. Okay. And that in, in what regard? Like in like uh, that if you considered yourself a uh, conservative or Republican, mm. that at one point it was legitimately 98% of people expected their kids to go to college. Oh, okay. I gotcha. And now that it went from 98%, now it's down to 19%. Really? They said because there are there are people that are conservatives, Republicans that feel like the college campus now is oh more liberal, more liberal, very liberal. Interesting, and they don't want to send their kids there. It's crazy. There's, There's just a like lot going on. So many things going on. To me, the biggest thing, and I, I've had this conversation with Matthew now uh, numerous times over the last year, as he started a community college, is I am. I told him. I'm not paying for you to go to college if you don't know what you want to do. I said, and he agreed. And it wasn't wasn't even a conversation. He's like, I'm with you. He goes, I, I don't know what I want to do, so I'd rather just take general classes close to home and try and figure it out. And then at that point, let's see what the best course of action is. Like if he told me that he wanted to do this even just for the one year and he wanted to get into journalism or media or whatever, and he's like, I really want to go to Syracuse. Now, I wouldn't be financially thrilled, <laughs> but I would understand that, and we'll figure it out somehow. Whatever we've got saved up, and we'll figure out the rest. Because um, there's a plan, there's a purpose, and he sees a path. But I ain't sending you to Ohio State University to go get drunk every Friday and Saturday night if you don't know why you're going there. Not happening. Right, or if you're going to go there on a path that doesn't lead to success, a job, a good job afterwards or, or a plan for a job to move up in and that sort of thing. Don't tell me you're going to uh, Michigan to become an accountant. Not happening for that's not working. Right. Sorry. Could you could become an accountant in anywhere, but what pressure do you feel? I wonder as a parent, because this is how I feel like I would feel that, I don't know, like, because I didn't experience this. Maybe you didn't experience this. Like, when I was in high school, I legitimately don't recall anybody going on college visits. I oh, know I did. they did. I don't recall. Oh, I went on college visits. You did? Oh, yeah. But none of my friends, none of my close friends were going to college. Okay. So I didn't have any pressure. So you weren't around it? Yeah, so, but, so I wonder, like, if you have friends who are are going to these big schools, like what pressure is that on a kid to want to go to a big school, even without a game plan? Well, I think one, one thing I've loved about Matthew for years and years after he matured a little bit was he seems to march to his own beat. He doesn't really seem to care what other people are doing Two, most of his good friends that did go away. Didn't go away far. Yeah. Like a couple of the girls, one went to LSU. I know, um, another one went to the university of Georgia. Um, couple in South Carolina, but all of his guy friends, even the ones that went away, Monmouth, which I also told them, uh, you're, I am not paying to send you to stay away at Monmouth 20 minutes from the house. Sorry. You want to go to Monmouth, we'll have the conversation, but you live at home. Yeah. Well, you can pay for that. That's literally, it's 18 minutes from the house. Yes. Uh, but some of his friends did. And I think they're also athletes. I think that's part of it. Um, they're all... Some of them are in state schools in New Jersey down south where they're staying away, Temple. Like, nowhere far. Yeah. So I don't know that he feels that pressure. Um, and I don't I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the next couple of years is going to tell us a lot. There's also, you know, the time we're living in, you're seeing people make money in so many different ways now where you've also got to weigh how much is a specific career going to net me versus how much college is going to cost. Right. And we've always talked, if you're going to go be a brain surgeon or an attorney, you understand it. You know you're going to make a lot of money when you get out. It's going to take you a while, but it's but you need that training. All these other jobs? Well, that's what they, the, a degree. these guys on this podcast were talking about too, this idea that when you, when you would first look and you look at averages like the, a person with a uh, two-year degree made more than a high school mm-hmm. degree. Yeah, person with a four-year degree made more, masters more, doctorate more, 
And it just ain't that anymore. It's not that simple. And when you put in your lifetime career earnings and you have a really expensive school, like you're saying, that money, it, it balances things out. It can. Yeah. It really can. Yeah, I'm so curious what I would do now if I was... Like, that's one thing I... When you think, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be 18 again or 20? Some of those decisions. You did go away to Indiana State, though. I did, but after I went to Kane. Okay. Uh, you know, I, mean, I, yeah. I lived home, but I did have... You did have the college away I did. experience. I do, I do feel like I did a uh, couple see, years didn't. after I... When I was a little more mature to yeah, be yeah. able to do that. I never did that. Yeah. I went and visited my friends and stayed weekends, and I, I actually do feel like I got... And I'm... I'm different. I would go there. To, going away to my friends to visit them in college was, to me as an adult, like going to Vegas. I love going a couple times I've gone. First few days are phenomenal. I'm like, get me the hell out of here. Yeah. Nashville was the same way. A couple of days, a couple of nights was fun, but I was like, all right, enough. Going there, I remember thinking, everything dirty. It's just, I don't know, you're eating like crap. Eh, I, I was good. I'm like, I was here Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, and I go home. I'm like, this is fine. It was a good visit, but it, yes, get me out of there. Yeah, and I wasn't at that point. I really wasn't. Um, I was playing baseball where I was going to school, so it wasn't like I needed to be somewhere. I didn't. Everything worked out well for me. I don't know if they even still have like the DeVry Technical Institute. Remember that? I mean, there are technical schools you can go to. I don't know if DeVry is still around. Do I'm they not sure. still teach like computers and sure. things like that? Oh, you could go to computer programming school. Yeah, and skip college. Absolutely. There's a lot of different things. That's And that's the whole thing. Like my nephew, who it took him, I would say, so he's going to be, he's around 31 or 32 now. And he's out of his apprenticeship and everything for being an electrician. Uh, and he is doing really well. Now, he should have been doing what he's doing now about five years ago because he fooled around with community college, then stopped, then just took a couple of odd jobs and then realized, I'm going to be an electrician. It took him a while to get there, but once he got there, he's he makes a great living, and the money he makes on the side is stupid. So, you know, for it's it's not for everybody. A lot of different ways you can go. Yeah, yeah. I just I would I'd wonder what I would do now. I'd want to be a YouTube star, Jerry. That's the where the real real money is. Well, that looks fun. That does look fun. Uh, but that's you know, don't you wonder too for those people like because people could make a really good living. Yes, some you people, can. yeah. But things change on that on the, that changes. side of things. So, yeah. like, imagine you're a um, social media influencer and you're making good money, da da da. And then ten years down the road, something happens with the algorithms, or mm-hmm. now people are off of YouTube or on the something All right, so else. I'll give you one. And I'm not saying this exists. I don't know. But let's say you're a Twitter X influencer. You don't have much of a presence on Instagram or these other things. You put all your heart and soul into your Twitter. Yeah, and you've got, let's say, 800,000 followers. And now X rolls out. you got to pay to use it, which is coming, apparently. Like, I know for me, I'm not paying for it. Right. So I'm going to be off. This might be my last year with the calendars with, with Twitter. Because so well, then what happens when they set the date and then you go from 800,000 followers to... Um, I only got 44,000. What just happened? Right. Where are you making money now? Yeah, I, I've seen people complaining on YouTube about the algorithms changing for them and then they their their traffic is down like 65% and they haven't changed any of their subject matter. And then their income falls by 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's yeah, it's interesting. I'd be a plumber, Jerry. Get in there with those some of them pipes. Listen, electricians, Welding. plumbers. Which is more dangerous, you think, electrician or plumber? Electrician. Yeah, I think plumbing is very dangerous too, but I think an electrician for sure because you know you can die instantly with the wrong voltage. Yeah. Also, you got to think like you're going into somebody's random house, right? And you're shutting the power. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe all the power isn't connected to that thing, and you go to. Uh, you better th- hope not. That's what the that's what their restrictions for and permits. To guard against those things from happening, you know. But yeah, but you you went house shopping, right? Sure. And you've been in places, and the uh, the inspector is like, "This hasn't even been inspected, or this is this is this thing isn't permitted." 
Yeah, I would think you go in somebody's house, shut off all the electricity, then you can monkey around. But you're saying when you flip that electricity back on, do you hope it doesn't cook the house? Cook the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You take it. You better know what you're doing. Right, that's for everything, right? You're yes. the plumber, right? You're fixing the pipes. Yeah. You up, turn the water back on. Yeah. You know the one thing I would love to do that I think would be, I actually think would be, I shouldn't say fun. That's not the right word. But I enjoy doing it myself. I love landscaping. Landscape guy. Like, I love getting, you know, with the baseball fields, I love getting on the tractor. Put the headphones on, listen to some music. Now, you got to jack the music up loud because the mower is loud, but you have the big, thick headphones. Yeah. Cut the grass, weed whack, you blow that crap out. And then it looks good when you leave. Very reward, very instantly rewarding. I agree with that. I agree with that. Any type of job where you're completing something visually. Yep. And you're walking away going, look what I did. And you could drive by it years later. Yeah. I painted that house there. Yeah, painting a house, construction seems cool. Construction these days doesn't seem as... uh, Be careful. Don't insult anybody. No, I'm just saying it seems like... Like, there are houses that have, were built in the 1920s that are, like, solid stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, and I feel like now, like, the houses are not made of that. And a lot more expensive. Yeah, a lot more expensive, and they're not made with that, like, materials that can withstand. Because those, those materials cost so much more money now, as opposed to 100 years ago. Probably. Yeah, like, a, a house like that is, is being built now in 2023. Like, I couldn't imagine in 100 years from now, it's still looking good. I don't know. But meanwhile, some of these really old towns and old neighborhoods, like Gina's house is over 100. Her house is 101 years old. So even like I would think sometimes like, like oh, a hurricane's coming. It's like, this house has right. seen you everything. You run to Gina's house. Yeah, because it's seen everything for 100 <laughs> years. That is true, and it's still standing there. My condo was built in 1990, I think. I don't know. It hasn't seen everything yet. <laughs> good luck. It's seen some stuff pretty good. Stand in the doorway. I would tell you for the heart, the earthquakes. Yeah. Sitting in the doorway. And look, I always still wonder this because sometimes when I'm looking out at the ocean when it's mm-hmm. like a crazy how the how the weather was. Like we assumed at some point I'll build a house here because the ocean's never gonna get up here. How did they determine that? Uh years of observation and records. And saying this is where the street begins. Yeah. The street has been here for a hundred years. And someone at some point started keeping a ledger. Okay. I mean, I had to figure out the tides. Right. So once you do that for a full calendar year, I would think you got some pretty good data. And you know that the water is never coming further than here unless the extreme circumstances. Right. I'm sure they made mistakes at first. I'm sure someone decided to start building, you know, some shelter on the beach and they woke up underwater. Yes. <laughs> the, the, you know, a thousand years ago. But Yeah. Well, I see these old pictures uh, sometimes in town in the summer. They'll put these old pictures out along the boardwalk for love. you to look at. Yeah. yeah. And there's one. It's like the Hotel Bradley in Bradley Beach. And it's on sand. <laughs> and I go, where was this place? Well, no doubt it got taken into the ocean at some point. Right now, get on a speedboat. It's out there. You yeah. can dive down and see it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's sunk two miles out. We didn't know. We had no idea the ocean was coming up this far. It's true. Yeah. It's but a- that's like anything. You wonder the first people that figure out how to do stuff. Yes. Like, you know, we talk about building bridges and tunnels. The first people that started doing that, I'm sure we lost a lot of people, I would think. Yeah. You know, trial and error, unfortunately. And in some cases, the error is death. The error is death, like building bridges, tunnels. Right. Like the Holland Tunnel. Just think about how long ago they had to burrow a hole. Mm -hmm. Through bedrock, basically. Through bedrock. That was far enough down below the water. From New Jersey to And hope that they didn't crack it from above. Have water start seeping right. in. <laughs> I know. Or like New York is an island, right? Yeah. Or any island, Hawaii. And they built these skyscrapers. Like, how like, do you know it? Why would you think that the island could hold it? Yes. <laughs> I, I know. And I'd be like, oh, the island's starting to dip here <laughs> from how heavy this thing is. I know. Meantime, you got the biggest skyscrapers in the world here and a lot of them. Yeah. Like, if I look below the water, does New York. The land go all the way into the into the water? I don't. Of course it does. Does it? It does. Well, where do you think it goes? I don't know. Like I don't know how thick it is. Uh, that I don't know either. But because think of the just New York in general, you got all the skyscrapers, mm-hmm. but they're not even on top of just the bedrock. 
we've burrowed out the bedrock to put a subway subway in. system. So then under that, yeah, is another rock, yeah, of some kind. And then if you're on a fault line like in California, that rock could shift. And we are on a fault line here. People always say that, like, yeah. at some point, maybe not in our lifetime, but we're going to get hit with one here. Because An earthquake. It's, yeah, it's not like the San Andreas or whatever it is out there where they obviously have a lot of activity. Yeah. We don't have as much activity, but there will be one here. And you're right. We do hear, like, oh, there was an earthquake in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really seem to worry about it. We don't think about it here. Mm-hmm. We do all. worry about hurricanes. We do. That really seems to be the big thing here. Yeah, and and something like Sandy, which was more than a hurricane. Yes. That would be... Also, and probably, I am not one that says climate change isn't real. I, I, I look at the way, the, to me, the seasons have changed. That's part of it, but that's my opinion, whatever. Um, one thing that's noticeable, our storms were more violent than they were growing up. Yeah. When it rains, it effing rains. And the thunder and the lightning is nuts. I remember storms growing up. I don't remember storms like this and this frequently. So that, to me, is part of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, the climate change thing is an interesting one because, you know, the climate, I think, of the Earth always is changing. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's a matter of how maybe it's doing it more quickly now. I suppose, yeah. I suppose. And to me, it's like the nutrition conversation. I can find you five scientists over here that will tell me it's all nonsense. I can find five over here that will tell me it's extreme and we're going to die soon. And then five in the middle, it'll be like, the truth is in the middle. Right. Yes, there's climate change. The Earth's not going to implode. But yeah, we should do some things to help it a little bit. Okay, which one do you want to choose to to follow? I like the middle one. I'm with you. I'm not naive. I see stuff's happening. But I also don't think that, you know, we're all going to basically melt from the sun next week. There are some people that would lead you to believe that. I know. It's so funny. You'll hear like, it's it's confusing to me because in the summer when it's like, uh, it'd be like, it's 120 degrees in Arizona, the climate change. And then when it's negative 20 degrees in Minnesota, like, it's climate change. Like, wow. So it can go to the, I guess it goes the extremes, right? Ice cold. There are a lot of extremes. Super hot. Yes, there are a lot of extremes. I'm still trying to find the place that has the best year-round weather. Where Uh, it's not super hot and humid in the summer, and it's not freezing cold in the winter. I mean, I think the San Diego area is... The most consistent, yeah, through the year. I mean that that is. I think their average temperature is like seventy four degrees. Oh, man, it's so expensive. And I don't. There. I went there in July, and it wasn't warm. I mean, it wasn't it was, crazy. It was eighty. You know, it was beautiful. I've also been there in the with my dad going back to like January, February. We that's when we used to go every year, and it would be sixty six. Like you know. I'm, throwing numbers out there, but never really needing a jacket except to go out at night, maybe a little windbreaker. Um, that's the, I mean, just gorgeous. Yeah, that's why it's so damn expensive there, Jerry. It is very, yeah, it's expensive. Freaking San Because Diego. you're right, if you go up to Maine, it's ice cold in the winter. You go down to Florida, you boil in the summer from the humidity. And yeah, the humidity, terrible. South Carolina is nice, but that gets hot as balls too in the summer. Yeah. And then you go in the middle of the country, I think it's oppressively hot with the humidity and the planes and stuff like that. I don't know where else you're going, really, except for San Diego. When I was Googling this uh, a couple weeks ago with my uh, little free time I had, (laughs) San Diego always came up number one. And then I was telling you, like, Tampa was coming up in the top. Tampa in July, August, it is hot. Hot. It is humid. Yeah. It's it's oppressively hot. Yeah, it is. I know. It is oppressively hot, Jerry. Makes you not want to go out and do it. The Correct. humidity really is an issue from the standpoint of even here, like you can get an 84 degree sunny day with 90% humidity and it really, it's awful and you feel awful. And yet you could have a hundred degrees out in Walnut Creek where my cousins used to live and I've been there many times. They've since moved, but they're in a, I don't even know what town they're in in Northern California, but we used to go to Walnut Creek all the time. And if you went there in July, they would tell you the the, the high temperature was 103. I know it's 103. Al, I'm telling you, I'd prefer that over the 85 and 100% humidity any day. Well, let's say the opposite about Denver, right? That the Denver, when it's really cold, that I guess whatever the humidity is makes it not feel as cold as we have cold here. 
at certain temperatures. Who knows? I don't know. I have no idea. It's almost like you need to have uh, four different places to live, Jerry, one in each yeah. of the seasons. Did we solve the college conversation or no? Yes. This, the college conversation is don't go to college. Unless you know what you want to do. Or you can do it at a very reasonable price. Yes. Because Gary does, is a big, he's one of those big guys about no college. Because it does, I think, give you a round, a nice round uh, education. Yeah, sure. And it teaches you how to behave at work and uh, do those sorts of things. That should have happened at home, but yes. Or it could happen at home. Yeah. So I don't think, it's like when I went for my master's degree, I knew it wasn't going to help me. But I was you going. Just delaying. I was delaying life, and it didn't cost me anything. I was able to That's go. True too. Uh, on a small scholarship and to to work teaching public speaking there. That so that to me wasn't a risk. Right. But if you're to go and taking a loan, no, no loans. And the loans and the interest rates are not like one yeah. percent either. No loans. Like you're, it's expensive. So if it's not worth it, if you can't go without a loan, figure something else out. Understood. I love the community college two years, transfer to a state place yes. for your other two years. Couldn't agree with you more. You're out. You got a degree. I agree. And you, you're I'll not let you know how that goes. Big cash. Yes. Let's know in a couple of years, Jerry. Yeah. Warm up next. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Although things are going to change next year, we're going to move across the street. There are a few things with the New York Yankees that never change. That's pride, it's tradition, and most of all, we have the greatest fans in the world. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't hey, suck. Hey, how about Garrett Cole? Complete game uh, two-hitter, not too bad. Fear the duck, the Eddie Scazzeri. What is up? And across from me, we'll call him Al Garrett Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. I thought Garrett Cole, uh, again, like, when I saw that he was starting, I was like, eh, you know, if you get a bad outing, people are going to be like, mm-hmm. dominated. Dominated, Jerry. Yeah. Complete game. Two hits. Shut out. Two hits. Man, let's just hand that fellow the Cy. When I does agree. the Cy Young come out? Uh, I, like mm, I believe later? that is the week after the World Series ends. I think all those oh, awards okay. come out. I'm almost certain of that. Let's ship a, ship it to him so he could have it in the dugout for the last game of the season. You're not wrong. I mean, that's how good it's, it's really. So there's a couple things, and I know we'll do football, obviously. What? In a moment. Well, you don't want to talk about baseball, and I don't blame you at this point. That having been said. If I told you before the season, this is why you, that's why numbers are so misleading sometimes. If I told you before the season that Garrett Cole is likely going to be the Cy Young Award winner, that Aaron Judge is going to miss a month and still hit 40 home runs, that Francisco Lindor is going to be a 30-30 player when the Mets have only had five of them in their history, that you would have thought we got two playoff teams here in New York. Yeah. And we don't. How long did Aaron Judge miss? You said a month. I saw Aaron I Boone. I think three weeks, a month. I forget what it was. Six Aaron weeks. Aaron Boone in the, in the thing that I saw said two months. No, I don't think it was two months, was it? Because he said, oh, uh, Aaron Judge hit 37 home runs and missing two months. I think it's 50 games. It was that much? It was that much? Yeah, it was a lot. So. Okay. Because we kept thinking oh, he Alonzo was coming was back. Alonzo was three weeks. That's Alonzo what it was. was Alonzo yeah. was three weeks. Okay. So, yeah, so Judge hit. It hit his 37th home run, and he missed like two months' worth of games. 
It's yeah, the guy's pretty good. Isn't it like the Garrett Cole thing seems weird because normally in New York, especially the Yankees, if you have a Cy Young winner, you are a playoff team for sure. You would certainly think so. This feels like when one of these like small market teams has one dominant player and the guy wins the Cy Young and you don't even think about their team as yeah. being competitive. You're right about that. That's what it, that's what this Yankee season feels like with Garrett Cole. And yet if you, if I asked you right now, what's the Yankees' record? Five hundred. They're four games over. They're games eighty-one over and seventy-seven. Okay. This is what I said yesterday. Like we look at them as having this horrific season. Yeah, terrible. At the end of the day, they'll probably go eighty-three and seventy-nine. That's not miserable, but it's not what the Yankees expect. It's not like I mean the Mets are going to be what I don't even know. They're going to win seventy-four games. That's miserable. They're still going to be over five hundred. And then when you look at their season, it really is amazing. They were their season ended August twelfth to August twenty second when they lost nine straight games. That's their season right there. Out of one hundred sixty two games, yeah. there you just pinpointed well, a nine game run. Not too many teams terrible. lose nine in a row make the playoffs. Yeah, it's tough. That is tough. That that stretch right there, and it was even worse than that because it was even one, two, three, four, nine, thirteen. They lost thirteen out of seventeen. So you go four and thirteen in a stretch like that, you really hurt yourself. Man, if I'm Garrett Cole though, I am walking around like my stuff don't stink. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? I'm like, I get it. I'd be walking with my chest out and just be walking in the dugout. Right, you're walking a cocky SOB. Room. I don't think he is yeah. though. He seems like just a nice dude. Even Aaron Judge was saying like when you come into the the uh, locker room on the day when Garrett Cole is pitching, he's got a certain look in his eye, Jerry. And mm. that last night, he had even a more intense look in his and eye. And I'll bet you they feel like they're winning every time Garrett Cole goes yeah. to the mound. And they have a lot, more than they'll, that's for sure. And we're going to forget about this in a couple years, that he had this. You know who won't? Who? His agent, when he needs another contract. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It just... Uh, so many times we think about the guys that don't live up to their and contracts. This guy has been unbelievable. He, he, he did. He, he has earned his money. Yes, yeah. he has. His baseball money is, and, of course, yes. more than deserved. But in the baseball world, Correct. lived up to his. You paid him to do this, and he did it. Underappreciated, too, because of the way the team has played. Yeah. I think. That's a good for you spot there. Uh, very good for you. Good for you. Him and Judge. Yes. So you're right. Look, Judge is 103 games he's played. With only, what, four or five to go. So, yeah, about 50 games or so. He plays a full season. He probably hits 60 home runs again. Right, because you figure out of uh, 50 games, you would expect how many home runs from uh, Aaron Judge? You well, he's say... got 37 and basically 100, so about oh 19. Gosh. I can't do that math. Okay, so then add 19 to 37 yeah. would be 46. 56. Boy, did you go to school? <laughs> You saw my SAT scores. <laughs> you just said 19 plus 37 is 46. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be 56. Wow. But that's, yeah, I mean, he's probably in the mid-50s, 100%. Man. Like, why would you not think he would? And I saw Garrett Cole after the game was even talking about, like, man, damn that uh, Dodger wall for not having padding. Do you think if Aaron yeah. Judge didn't get hurt, they would be a playoff team? I don't know the answer to that. I I don't know. But I give him a lot better chance of not losing nine in a row. That's during, true. You know what's funny, though? He was back. Wasn't he back for that? But he wasn't himself. Yeah, when he first came back, he was. It, I it, think he was part of that. The problem, they kept their head above water when he was out. I think when he came back, much like Alonzo, I'd have to go look at the game logs now. But I feel like much like Alonzo, he came back but wasn't game ready. Like, it took him a, a little while to get going. I do remember that after he came back, after a couple games, we were getting calls and people going, we were supposed to. Yeah, oh, me. I, I was right here doing shows. Yeah, saying uh, we were all blaming uh, not having I, Aaron Judge. I blamed Aaron. I did blame Aaron Judge for. And now that we're you're refreshing my memory yeah. because I spent a lot of August blaming Aaron Judge for the Yankees' failures because he was a putrid when he came back. And as I said, when you're making, unfortunately, when you make $40 million a year, can't have that. Right. Or you just have to take the slings and arrows because you're the man we're looking to. When the offense is not scoring and you're going 0 for 4 and striking out three times, that's a problem. And Stanton. No, he stinks. I mean, he is just, they have got, they got to just drive him somewhere and drop him off. (laughs) Don't come back. Like at a farm, like people would do with their dogs. I didn't say at a farm. 
another team was that we'll pay for this. And then imagine he finds his way back to Yankee Stadium. He'd be like, that's amazing. We <laughs> right, dropped like, them off. Like the groundhogs. you yeah. got to drop them off 20 miles away. Otherwise, they find their way and back. They found their, <laughs> he, knew, he knew where his home was. He came right back to Yankee Stadium. You drove him up north to Albany, and he showed all the way back up to Yankee Stadium. No, you didn't do Albany. There's no major league team there. How about we drove him to uh, Chicago to the White Sox, Ooh, and he walks Sox. his way back to to the Bronx. Yeah, because that's a far ride. My God. Jerry, I was saying this to Eddie as we, as we were walking into the building this morning. It feels like the Giants haven't played in three weeks. It feels like the Giants don't play anymore. <laughs> but, so I I thought of this this morning, to your point. I've spent from 4.20 to 5 o'clock editing Mike McDaniel, um, Rob Sala, mostly Rob Sala, as you can imagine, and then a few other things that had nothing to do with the Giants. And I'm thinking, I just spent 40 minutes on a on an NFL Thursday. I didn't even think to do Brian Dable's press conference. Yeah, a listener yesterday, you know, on the Odyssey app, we do the shows in chapters now, so you could see the titles yeah. of chapters. And he screen grabbed it and sent it to me. He goes, are you are aware another football team plays? Because mine were all like, Rob Salvo this, Zach Wilson this, yeah. da, 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 Aaron Rodgers this. But they haven't played in a full week. Yep. It didn't go well. We beat them up for a little bit. And the Jets are a disaster. And the Jets are a disaster, right. Now, yeah. you lose Monday night to Seattle, you're going to be the talk of the town again. Because mm. we all expect... We all expect the Chiefs to beat the Jets, uh-huh. and no one expects the Jets to even be really competitive because they lost a major guy. The Giants haven't lost a major guy. If they lose to Seattle... Well, they lost Saquon Barkley. <laughs> He's kind of major. I heard he was day-to-day, Jerry. <laughs> I heard he's a quick healer. Maybe he's day to day, and it wasn't as bad as we thought it was. Maybe he'll play Monday night, but but he was lost to injury. All right, let me say ago. this: they didn't lose their quarterback. <laughs> no, they didn't. That is true. <laughs> I'm just saying that if they lose Monday night, like we got the Jets, yeah. we we'll beat them up again on Monday. Yeah, because they play Sunday night. Then the Giants play Tuesday. We'll be all Giants. We'll be all Giants. I agree. Wednesday, Giants. If mm, they no, you know why? Why? I disagree. Because if Zach Wilson throws three picks on Sunday night and is horrendous, and then Aaron Rodgers talks to Pat McAfee on Tuesday, mm. guess what we're talking about on Wednesday? Fair point, Jerry. Giants forgotten about again. But this is what I thought the Giants wanted. They wanted to be under the radar. Well, that this works year. when you win. <laughs> if you win and you're under the radar. Mm-hmm. Although okay. it's working for them now because they're not winning and they're under the radar. Yeah. We're just kind of going about their business. They just have had such a long break. Yeah. That's when you go Thursday to Monday, that is that I know we always joke about the mini buy. That is legit like an almost full week buy, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, they and and so you look at Thursday to the following Monday, they probably had an added day off on top of what other teams get. So that also means they didn't talk to the media for additional days. So yeah, it's like they're just kind of out there. Man, they better be rip roaring ready to go. You think they? Do you think they lose to the Seahawks Monday night? No, I do think they'll beat the Seahawks. I think the Jets will lose, of course, but I. I think the Jets will play well. Yeah, I think it'll be closer than we all think. I, God, I hope so. <laughs> I don't want to come. I imagine, hope so too. Imagine they lose forty-one to three or something, and we got to come in here on Monday talking about that mess. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Disaster, Jerry. Oh, Disaster. You're not, you're not, and and for the Giants, don't look now. So you want to not have them fly under the radar. You know what's after this game, right? No. Consecutive road games in Miami and Buffalo. Yeah. Miami going to roll them. (laughs) My gosh. You don't know that, but you would think on paper that's what it looks like. If they don't win Monday night, I I find it hard to believe that they won't be 1-5 after six games. Yeah. I think they could beat Buffalo. I think imagine we're sitting here after week six. Both teams are one and five. We can't. We cannot. Here come the Knicks, baby. We're going to be talking in Knicks September. And no, Rangers. October. Yes. Yeah, Knicks and Rangers in October. I saw somebody on uh, social media had a, a video package of Zach Wilson BYU highlights. Okay. And their legitimate question was, where is this guy? Because in the highlight package, he's... Tight window all over the place. And in tight windows, Jerry. Two things. I'm not a big offensive line guy. 
but in all of these. <laughs> but what, Al? What are you going to say? In all of these clips, <laughs> he's just sitting back there with no pressure. Surveying the field. I mean, I'm telling you, there's no one rushing. Yeah. And he's thrown into tight windows. And the other thing is, like we see all the time, the the college players he's playing are not NFL players. Correct. You know what I mean? And like, you're not playing NFL defenses. You're not playing NFL defenses. And so many – that's why – that's got to be – the quarterback – drafting a quarterback has got to be the biggest crapshoot in all of NFL drafts. It's just so bizarre because you do have high-level quarterbacks that get drafted high that do well. You have a lot of them that don't do anything. Most of them don't do well. You have guys like Brock Purdy mm-hmm. who go. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, did Brett Favre go late too, I believe? No, he? he was no? a first-round pick, I believe, or a second-round. Right, right. Delete first that. Round. To the Falcons. Correct, Falcons. But it's just like Tony Romo, was. he wasn't a high pick. He was undrafted out of Eastern Illinois. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like It's just it's such a crapshoot. So what I find interesting to what you're saying is and when you say that you're not playing against NFL defenses that you're right which is why I would think and this is flawed thinking because there have been a lot of great quarterbacks that have come out of small schools to where it goes to really the makeup of the person and how they handle things but if I was going to draft a quarterback the first places I would be looking are at power five schools because you are playing they may not be NFL level defenses it's the closest thing you're going to get to it so at BYU, I, and I'm not the all these athletes are they're unbelievable. So I'm not I'm not disparaging anybody. But if you're going to compare a quarterback that plays in the SEC or you know the Big Twelve or the Big Ten, whatever, compared to the this is BYU's schedule this year. I don't know what it was when Zach that Wilson played four or five. I would think similar. This year you play they play Sam Houston, Southern Utah. Kansas, who last time I checked is a pretty good basketball school. I don't know about football. Eddie can tell me about that. Cincinnati's been a decent team. Um, and there's some good schools here. West Virginia Tech. I'm not saying there's not, but you can I'm sure there's a lot of film against lesser schools that make you look maybe better than you are. I don't know. But you're not playing a gauntlet every week like you are in those other conferences. So but to your point, you got guys like Brock Purdy and Tony Romo, and you've not thought of very highly. They're not drafted or drafted at all, and here they are. They, they turn out to be great quarter. Who right. the hell knows? Something clicks when they get here and start learning those game plans. I don't right, know. because there are plenty of quarterbacks from Power 5 conferences that flame out so fast, and that's where I go back to what I said in the beginning. It comes back to the makeup of the kid, and does he have what it takes to be able to perform with everything crashing around you, like on an NFL field, how fast it is. It's not. It's, it's tough. That's yeah. why we all sit here and be armchair quarterbacks and GMs. None of us know what the hell we're talking about because they don't either. I know what I'm talking about, Jerry. Let, yeah. Slinging the ball all over the place. Let me ask you this. If Sam Darnold does not get drafted by the Jets, and let's say he goes somewhere with a quarterback-driven coach, what type of career does he have? Probably. Or is it the same? Right. I don't know. It's like Eddie mentioned this yesterday about Dan Marino. You know, these guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, Boomer, when mm-hmm. they fell in the draft and they're, like, getting pissed. But you're going to go to a better team. That's true, too. I mean, it sucks that you're falling, in the, uh, but you're not going to some scrub you're Cleveland not going to the Browns Texans. or the Texans. <laughs> you're right. Gosh. You're You're right. It's a better situation for you. Yeah, that'll crush a guy. I think there's there's also something about, I mean, think about Rodgers in 2004 when he fell, or five or whatever it was, when he fell all the way and thought he was going to go in the top ten and wound up going wherever the hell he went at the end of the first round somewhere. And he was pissed because it's. I think it was part of you. He's embarrassed. Yeah. You brought me here and I got to sit here for hours and hours? Like, you know, crushes your manhood. Right, for that one night. Yes. But then, in the long run, you're on a better team. Correct. Hopefully. If Aaron Rodgers got drafted by a crap team instead of the Packers, now he had to wait a few years. Maybe Aaron Rodgers never has the career he has. Maybe he remember David Carr. Yes, David Carr. I, Eddie, am I right that David Carr coming out of college was thought a lot higher of than his brother Derek Carr? Because David Carr was the first overall pick. Correct to the Houston Texans. Texans. He did not have much of a. He got the crap beat out of him and didn't have much of a career. 
because he went to a terrible team. A, right, a brand new team. Yeah. Correct. A startup, as you were about to say. Right, yes. Yeah. It, it, no, it's the word. <laughs> What's the word? Expansion <laughs> Thank team. You. God almighty. He went to an expansion team, and his career was probably cut significantly short and didn't have a career, really, which you would think from a number one overall pick. Teams I still consider expansion teams. <laughs> Texans. <laughs> Jaguars. Jaguars. Panthers. <laughs> Ravens. I, I understand. Titans. The Ravens have won Super Bowls. <laughs> I know. Titans Super Bowl. are still an expansion team yeah, to me. Titans are the Oilers. But it is different. It's different. All right, take a break. It's uh, 5-19, just getting started, as they say. We got Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock on the fan. Probably should have this up better, Jerry. All right, so. Yeah, you want to cue it up to the dogs barking. Yeah. Good next time. Next time I'm going to do that. If I was a newspaper, Al, here would be my retraction. So you can't hear it. You know, like in a newspaper, they give you a little tiny paragraph on like page 91 when they screw something up. So I would like to offer a retraction. Oh, okay. A retraction. Now, we were speaking about BYU and, and Zach Wilson and the teams they play. So upon further review, now I'm going to look at 2019. All right, fair enough. And let's go back, and I think Eddie will back me on this. Starting the 2020, which was the pandemic year, but starting that 2020 college football season, no one heard of Zach Wilson here. He wasn't talked about. No one thought about him. He wasn't written about nothing. It was kind of like mid part of that year. It was like, you see this kid in BYU, and all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, this kid might be a top 10 pick quarterback. Okay. So we go back to 2019. How about Zach Wilson? It looked like in 18 he took over midseason for Tanner Mangum at BYU. In 2019, listen to these numbers, and I'm going to tell you who he played against. Zach Wilson opens with a 208-yard performance. They lost the game to number 14 Utah, so a top-20 team. That's not Sam Houston. Second game of the season, they beat Tennessee on the road. He throws for 242. The next week, they beat number 24 USC. He throws for 290. Like, where is this kid? Against number 22 Washington, he throws for 287. Now they lost, but still, I mean, his numbers, and then you look more into the season, he throws for 300 yards. That's UMass, but still, he throws for 300 yards. And then when you look to 2020, and again, this is coming back to the teams he's playing better than I thought, he goes for 300, no, that's against Troy. I'm not going to do that. Where did I want to see? Houston, he throws for 410 yards. 410! He's not going to do that in a month no, he will with not. the Jets. And then you look against Boise State, who at the time was ranked 21st in the country. They win that game. He throws for 388. So where saying, is this kid? Where is that, Zach Wilson? Because these teams that I'm giving you here are pretty good. Pretty good teams. Fast defenses, that sort of thing. I would think. Where is Zach Wilson? He's missing, Jerry. I saw him on the side of a milk box. <laughs> this Zach milk Wilson carton. is... All right, so now I'm going to ask you one more question before we do your fraudulent five. All right. Remember what Justin Fields said the other day? What did he and say? He took some heat for it. They said, oh, the coaching. Yes. And why are you? And then when he went on to explain what he meant was, they're trying to teach me to play quarterback a certain way, essentially, and I'm thinking too much on the field as opposed to just letting it fly and being what I am. Is it possible that Zach Wilson is just thinking way too much on the field? I mean, I that I'm I'm asking that, but I think the answer is clearly yes. Yeah, and uh, and that's one of the criticisms that uh, Joe Namath had about him was that he's he's playing like he's being coached and not doing things that are innate to someone who plays quarterback, like just reacting and letting it fly, let it rip. We need 400 yard Zach Wilson to show up Sunday night. We should just uh, one of these weeks they should just go. Zach, you do whatever you want to do this week. We're gonna let you let it rip and. See where it goes. All right, I'm going to ask you a question then. If you were Rob Sala, we're not in the locker room, but I see there are reports that some of the guys are already annoyed, and I understand that when you score literally 10 points in a game and you lose 15-10, and this is where you're looking at for the rest of the season. Would you have one of your video guys string together Zach Wilson highlights from BYU, bring the team in, not with him, or bring the defense in, whoever's pissed off, say, this is the guy we got. And if we can get it right, this is what you're going to have. Maybe that pumps them up for a week or two. Maybe. I would just say whatever that video I saw online this morning. 
that some random Because now you're fired up. Jets fan had, yeah. Now I'm all ready to go. And maybe, maybe, just maybe because of that, they'll make the list. And you know the list we're talking mm. about. It is week four in the week four in the NFL. And yeah. before we get to it tonight at Lambeau between the Packers and Lions, we gotta get to Al's fraudulent list of five favorite teams. Thank you, Jerry. These are teams I'm currently rooting for when I see that they're on television or I see that they're uh, getting uh, the little red zone action. Miami Dolphins. These Miami are teams. Dolphins. These are my top five teams I'm currently rooting for, Jerry. Number one, Dallas Cowboys. Still, even Still, though they embarrassed themselves in Arizona? Even though they lost. Wow. I'm going to try to show that just because somebody loses, you don't automatically get tossed off this list. Usually you lose twice, you get tossed off the list. That does happen. That does tend to happen. <laughs> but right now, I still have the Dallas Cowboys All right. that I'm currently rooting for. Number two, even though they lost as well, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still on my list. Fair enough. I want them to be relevant by the time we get to week six when they wear yeah. the creamsicle I, uniforms. I told, and you want them to be a good team. Yes. I understand. Number three, here's where we start to get interesting. Let me guess. The three undefeated teams? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. No, shocking. So that's one of the undefeated They scored 70 points on Sunday. They scored 70 points. They are fun to watch. I, mean, I love uh, I do agree. Tua. They are fun to watch. I like Hill. I like the waddling when you the other dude waddles scores a touchdown. So I love Mike McDaniel now. Mike McDaniel is an interesting character. Yes. Number four, Jerry. Number four. Indianapolis Colts. I don't know you like why, Gardner Minshew. But I also like Anthony Me Richardson. Sure. He's out. I know, but but then they would have been off the list, but Gardner Minshew comes in. That's a hell of a win, too, in Baltimore. Yeah, and it was a great, yeah, absolutely, Jerry. Great win in Baltimore. And my number five team. It better not be the Eagles, I swear to God. You better, if it is, come up with a different team very quickly. And this could be the last time they're on my list. New York Giants. Really? Yeah. Well, of that performance in yes, San Francisco? it's been so long. That you forgot. They say time heals all wounds, Jerry. <laughs> so I'm back to rooting for the Giants. When did you take the Jets off the list? Week um, one after the Rodgers injury? No, I had them on for week two because we were all pumped about Zach Wilson. Remember everyone, including Joe Beningle, we were like, I believe in this kid. No, then they after that, they're off they're the off. list. Okay. They could Fair go enough. right back on the list beating Kansas City. All right. And Kansas City scored 41 points Sunday, and you're still not going with them. You've had enough of the Chiefs. I've had enough of the Chiefs, and now in particular, Travis I understand. freaking Kelsey. I've had enough, Jerry. Now, let me stop that for you. Now, we do know that insiders are saying that um, Taylor Swift will be at the game. Oh, is this true? This I, is I, true, I Jerry. Me, me, I, I've had enough of them. It's not even having enough. Of, I, I don't care. Just, yeah. I'm going to watch the game. They show her, they show her. Who do we... She's in a suite. Who gives a crap? Now, they're also saying that uh, this may be the game Aaron Rodgers returns. I don't think so. I hope not, actually, because I want Aaron Rodgers to return to a game where they have a chance to win, so then we could go, ooh. Could you find that one for me? Let me take a look at their schedule. When are they playing the Texans? Although the Texans beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville by 20 points. And that C.J. Stroud looks good. He does look good. Okay, so we got uh, Chiefs-Jets. Jets at Broncos, Eagles at Jets, oh boy. Jets Giants. Their next two games at home are the Chiefs and the Eagles. Yeah, boy, what did the Jet fan do to deserve this? Yeah, those yeah. are two. I mean, you couldn't get the Broncos at home. No, and Broncos go to Philly. On the road. Jesus. Yeah. So I don't know. And is that I want. a Jet uh, home game or a Giant home game? Giants. So wow. Here's why I say I don't think he might be, but. So Aaron Rodgers kind of hinted at being there yeah. with McAfee. But if you listen to the rest of the interview, as I did, I listened to every second of it. Later on, A.J. Hawk asked him, what is your timetable to walk? And he basically said, I'm still a couple of weeks out. The Achilles hasn't strengthened itself enough yet to where I can do that. Well, if he's a couple of weeks out from walking with a walking boot. Yeah. Does he? He's going to show up on crutches then? I, I find that hard to believe. And he couldn't be on the sideline. He couldn't protect himself. Correct. Well, he'd have to be in a suite. I just don't see 
I don't know, just listening to him, I thought it was funny how he was playing with the idea or toying with the idea. Oh, you never know who's going to be there. Maybe he was thinking Taylor Swift right. and just played it coy because 20 minutes later he's talking about how he's two weeks out from even putting pressure on his foot. So I don't see it. Imagine he's there so on maybe, the sideline with the, in the crutches and then somebody, rolls Zach, oh, Zach Wilson, rolls out and gets pushed right into him. He's yes, I could years. actually I could imagine that it's the Jets. Yeah, we could. Yes, at this point. Oh, my God. Now, uh, Rob Sala did. Uh, people seem to be a little bit excited that Rob Sala seemed to be now saying that Zach Wilson needs to be better to move it along. Yeah, he said he's got to be better. Look how many times he used the word acknowledge mm-hmm. in this sentence, Jerry. And I think I, I have the clip for you. Oh, actually. okay. If you have the acknowledge uh, clip, you know what? I might not have put it in the system yet. So go ahead, you can read it. Because I have this. Oh, God. We all acknowledge he has to play better. We all acknowledge that. Zach acknowledges that. He acknowledges that. Teammates acknowledge it. He acknowledges it himself. We all acknowledge it, Jerry. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. And why is Trevor Simeon uh, inactive this week against the Chiefs? Because he doesn't know the the playbook yet. Get him in there. Doesn't know the system yet. So you got to give him a few practices. He will be the third third string inactive quarterback. I want to see if I can find that. Is that what they call the emergency quarterback now? He's inactive. Hold on. I want to play this for you because this is um, this is not good, as they say. Who this? This is Trevor Simeon. Oh, boy. No, I mean, it's fine. I want to make sure I got the right one. Listen to the beginning of this. This is new? This is from yesterday. Okay. If it's not this one, it's the other clip. Listen to the first few words out of his mouth. I don't have a lot of expectations. <laughs> Us neither. <laughs> now, I think I didn't hear the question, <laughs> but the way it's labeled, it it's labeled possibly playing quarterback for the Jets. Okay. And his answer is... I don't have a lot of expectations. So I'll sign and just pay me. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have any big expectations of taking any snaps over there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was like the first thing I heard. I'm like, what? Like, don't you... You don't want anybody to get hurt, for sure. But don't you want an opportunity? Yeah. Don't you want to go into practice, kick ass, and get a shot if the team's losing? No, nah, I got no expectations. Whatever. They need me, they need me. They don't, they don't. I was thinking this even. Like when, when Derek Carr went down in that Saints game. Yeah. And then they immediately show. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston putting his helmet on. Is he like, oh. Or is he like, let me get out there and. I think in Jameis Winston's case, it's let me get out there and get my job back. Yeah, okay. That's what I think. Yeah, I always wonder like how these quarterbacks are. When they're on the sidelines. If you're Tim Boyd Sunday, you might be like, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, last week I was the third string emergency quarterback. <laughs> I got to go play now. <laughs> but then again, maybe he's like, here's my shot. Right. I don't know. Depends on the person. We know how you would react. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, crap. <laughs> I'd go right over to the coach. I think Derek Carr could stay in there. <laughs> it didn't look terrible. I just watched the replay. It didn't look so bad. Suck it up. Yeah. If it was 1975, he'd keep playing. Right. Maybe I start next week if you're not feeling better. <laughs> All right. Great friends. Great tequila. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos tequila reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly. <laughs> Nice to have you with us Thursday. It's a football Thursday week. Four kicks off tonight. So a lot of anticipation for the weekend. Oh, yeah, Jerry. I see a uh, fella tried to get into the Phillies game, and he tried to bring in his emotional support alligator. All right, so I saw this headline. Uh I did not have a chance to look at the story. I read the full story, Jerry. All the paragraphs. How big was this alligator? It's a regular size alligator. Like an eight-foot alligator or Uh, like a little baby not Two a baby. Footer. It was probably a f- six-foot alligator. What is going on in Philadelphia? So he, uh, the owner said that the alligator likes to give hugs and is friendly, Jerry. This is a man who had uh, some sort of depression, and his doctor wanted him on meds, and instead he got himself a an alligator. Yeah. The alligator has a popular TikTok channel, Jerry. Of course it does. Does that is, come on your feed? Uh, I don't. I've not. I'm not on TikTok, but uh, I'll have to check to see if he's on Instagram. All right. It's a Wally the Alligator. He has 109,000 TikTok followers. They would not let him in the game. He had it on a leash, like a dog. 
I don't know where he planned on sitting this alligator. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that the real expectation was to get in the building as much as it is to go viral as he has. Oh, is that right? So you don't think he really was interested in going to I watch the Phillies play? They were playing the Pirates. Yeah. Well, they do have those where and you they are good. bark at the park where you're allowed to bring your dog. And what is this called? This is called... Um, oh, I thought you had something ready. No. Oh, no. <laughs> No, I didn't prepare a, oh, okay. pay, prepare a piece for that. Right. But um, I just think it's, I don't know how this alligator is not, you know, the alligators, Jerry, when they when they clamp down on you, it's very strong Maybe force. they don't have any teeth. Mm. Is it possible it had its teeth removed? Uh, he didn't say. He did have this alligator since it was a little baby yeah. alligator. Oh, so it probably loves him. Yeah. Until it wants to eat him one night. Right. One day it'll just eat him. <laughs> God, what is That's wrong what with happens. people? I saw oh, I man. saw an Instagram video the other day of uh, this this girl got a kitten that turned out to be a puma or a panther. I'm sorry, a I've black panther. I've seen these stories before. Yeah. That is bizarre. And she kept it, and now this black panther runs around with her German shepherd. It's crazy. How is that allowed to be kept, though? That I don't know. It depends on the state. Certain states allow exotics, and they have... In more, your home? More lax insurance <laughs> laws, Yeah. You, who wants to insure that? Remember, there was a there was a uh, place in Harlem a couple of years ago where they found uh, tigers in this dude's apartment, actual tigers in an apartment yes, building in Harlem. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, you Jeez. Google that one, Jerry. Well, I, you know what? You don't want to walk in people's homes. No, you have no idea what you're going to find. No idea what's going on in people's Holy homes. Crap. Good point. Wow. Yeah. So this guy unfortunately couldn't get his alligator in. Okay. Did you see what Braves pitcher Spencer Strider said, Jerry? There's some yeah, buzz about this. I don't know how serious he was being, though. He I was, saw it. He was asked know. on uh, some sort of podcast or social media thing. I do have it if you oh, like. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, if you want to hear right, it. I'd like to hear it, Jerry, because sometimes when I see something in print, it, uh, it it affects me one way. When I hear it said, maybe I can detect some. I think it's more, yeah, here, this is, uh, I know John Boy put this out there. Okay. Here. Absolutely, there should be no fans. 2020 season, no fans. Get rid of the fans. It's too loud. Too loud. It's too okay. loud. Everybody, be quiet. We don't. We don't need the, the cheering. We know you're watching. I don't need a fans. I, I, I don't think he's being serious personally, but maybe he is. He was asked for his hot take, yeah. Jerry, which is, um, you know, hearing it. I think. I think you're correct. I think he was just being goofy. Yeah, he was being goofy because he said, "Ah, if the fans want to come, put him in the upper deck in the outfield." Right. Too loud? Not near the dugout. You can't tell me that when you're 0-2 on a batter in a big spot in your home stadium and that crowd gets up on its feet, yeah, there is no way that you don't get an, a, a crazy adrenaline rush as opposed to no one being there and no one caring. Yeah. I, I don't believe that to be true. All right. Just my opinion. How do you feel about this? Rob Manford was on the uh, the Andrew Marshand, John Hourland or Hourand or something that podcast, their media the podcast. The Andrew and John podcast. Andrew and John podcast. And he was talking about uh, that soon there will be an alternate feed. Mm-hmm. So you can watch the regular game as you watch it. As an alternate feed, there'll be a game where you could be betting on your TV. And he said it's possible. I don't possible. think he said soon. Like I don't, I wouldn't expect oh, okay. that next week or in the playoffs. <laughs> I think down the road, it could be a, maybe even a couple of seasons away. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. And they continue to want to limit the blackouts if you pay for the MLB app. Okay. Right? So let's say you want to be one of these cord cutters and you just want to pay for your MLB mm-hmm. app. And, and like right now, if you pay for the MLB app, you can only watch out-of-market games. Right. He said that is still their number one priority is to get to a point with the cable networks and the regional sports networks where they have a deal with them. But they're also the MLB they should be allowed. is also allowed. It's one of the most archaic rules. Even with the football, for years and years we dealt with it. It's it's silly. Well, I guess what happened was you know baseball signed these long term deals with like the Yes Network. I understand. And, I get and it. In that language, they I, were the I know. exclusive. I know that. partner. But I also think when you are MLB and you own the product, I get it. And they're paying a lot of money. Yes, they're all of that. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. I mean, it's an obvious. I mean, Yes Network is selling direct to consumer now. I'm pretty sure. I think right. you can buy the Yes Network Correct. app, right? You can, and you can get the Yankee games and the Net games and all the programming. So, it's it's all a matter of time to where you're going to be able to have accessibility in different forms, right? Because right now, it's it'd be great if you lived in Arizona and you were a Met fan because you yeah. can just pay for to get the Met games. Yes, 
out Everyone. there. Yeah. And I, what do I pay? I pay 20, I think it's 25 a month, I think. I pay for MLB.tv. Um, and you get everything. And then you get your games when they go final. But yes, if I was a Cub fan right now or a Dodger fan, I can see every essentially every game through the MLB app. Oh, you could watch uh, Mets and Yankees right after the game ends? I believe it's like a half hour after the game oh, goes cool. final. All they right. put the replay up there. I'm never awake when you that happens. Awake, yeah. But I know it's ready for me at 4 o'clock in the morning when I get here. Um, but I think it's it's maybe 30 minutes after the game goes final. Maybe after the broadcast is over and the post game's over. Something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, yeah, they get it up there pretty quickly. All right, take a quick break and we come back. The big story that Al left for the uh, the end right now. Amy Lawrence, Odyssey Sports Minute. Mm, talking about Wisconsin sports for some reason. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I've got about a minute to go, and then Boomer and Geo are standing by for the Thursday program. I see this uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Jerry. Yeah. Now, this this is the first person in baseball history to do this? 40 and 70. 40 and 70. 40 homers, 70 RBIs. You're telling me one of these Royd guys didn't do this? No, because they didn't steal bases. That's the whole two. part of the 40-70? Yeah. The 70 part of the stolen bases. Oh, I see. 40 home runs. We've seen that yesterday. We number have. Of times. But again, growing up, if he hit 30, you were a superstar. What did you the... know Howard Johnson did it th- did 30, 33 times I did with not the know Mets? That. I remember him do I remember him and Strawberry doing it. I do. But Howard Johnson did it three different times with the Mets in 87, 89, and 91. That I didn't remember. So have people come close to the 70, 70 stolen bases while hitting 40 homers? No. Not even close. I right? don't think so. I'd have to look, but I don't believe so, no. 70 stolen bases is rarefied air, I would think. Yeah. I think 70 stolen bases, like one person comes to mind, Ricky Henderson. Correct. Vince Coleman. Yeah, I, for you, for me, Ricky Henderson. <laughs> I didn't ask you. WFAN. <laughs> WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.